Welcome, everybody, to Holy Commutes, your only source of daily wiffle ball podcast. This is Texas Tim here on Tuesday, August 1st. Wow, I can't believe we are already in August. But I have uh, two guests on with me tonight, and both of these guys are uh, the team captains of their respective teams that just played this past weekend in the Texas Fast Pitch Wiffle Ball Championships. I have from uh, TC35, I have Luke Richter. And from the McDingers, I have Michael Heflin. Pretty excited, and it was a really good tournament this this past Saturday. I know some people on social media may have already seen the results. It was the McDingers and TC35 in the championship game. And if you saw it, you already know that TC35 won. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. But what I wanted to start off talking about what started the day for both of you guys in uh, was the draw. Michael, I'll start with you because I know you're really big into the draw and your your path to make the playoffs. So, yeah, right away uh, I saw Whiskey Ducks and Sticks, obviously, but I saw that they only had two players. But they had Joseph, and he's I know he's a really good pitcher. We, we did get a little bit of hits off of him, but they hit off of me a lot. So, I mean, going into that, and then we saw the Sticks also only had two players, and Luke wasn't playing with them. Uh, yeah, we we won that game, but it wasn't easy. They actually got they got a lot of hits off of us. Real quick, real quick on that one. You talked about the Whiskey Ducks being your first game, and they did beat you. Joseph was pitching really well. Your second game against the Sticks, in my understanding, did y'all have a walk-off to win that game? Yeah, I hit a walk-off two-run home run. Nice. Nice. So that 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 again was a, a, a close game. And in the in the third game, you you drew who? Uh it was the the Boneyard. Bone, yeah, Boneyard. And your fourth game you drew Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Okay. Luke, what about your draw? When you saw who you were playing, were you already strategizing? Um originally strategy was for me, I was hoping I wouldn't have to pitch at all this tournament. I was hoping that uh, Jordan and Christian and Barry were going to be our two veterans, get us through pool play, and then we had Connor drive down from Kansas, um, and we're just going to give him the ball and bracket after that. And then I was hoping, yeah, I wouldn't have to throw, but then Chris wasn't able to make it, and then we had punishment first game. So I was like, well, there that plan got kind of thrown out the window pretty quick. And that game, your first game right off the bat, that – I mean, it was a close game. The, the result was 2-2, but you were down most of the game, were you not? Yeah, I gave up a two-run bomb to Jackson, I believe, in the second inning. We got maybe one back in the second and then one back in the third. The story of the game that no one's going to realize in that TC35 punishment game was who was pitching for punishment. And if people are listening now and know enough about punishment, Jackson Richardson was pitching and who's who's known as a notorious hitter, but actually pitched the gym of a game. Yeah, he was throwing a I don't think I've seen him throw a scuff ball that well. Um, He had good movement going um, that first game of the day. Hitters aren't really woken up yet. I mean, I think he gave up. I think we had a couple doubles, um, but he kept the ball in the park, didn't walk too many guys and we didn't hit well enough to win. Your second game, you end up getting can't touch this and I will tell you can't touch this made the playoffs and really played pretty well but 
were they rusty? And you could tell that they really, as a, as a team, haven't played in a year, right? Is that something that you saw as well? Yeah, we faced, let's see, I think we won 4-0, and it was just a couple walks, and then I hit a grand slam. We did not face... What is the ace's name? Austria. Mark. 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 But we didn't. We didn't. We didn't face him. So that was, um, to our benefit. Um, not the other guy was not throwing bad, but yeah, I definitely saw um, a little bit of rustiness there with the walks, and then we had one big hit. But I mean, outside of that one inning, we didn't. We didn't score. Well, then your third game, you come and you you guys get shut out by the water swings, and obviously Cade's pitching that game, right? And no, it wasn't Kate. It was, uh, oh, it was their, the, the fireballer. No, it was the other one. It wasn't either of them. Neither it was, uh, I'm getting names mixed up, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't the, um, their guy throwing real hard and it wasn't Cade. It was, oh, it was, is it number three? The, the guy with the glasses? I forget. It might've been, it was kind of a blur of a day, but no, I do know it wasn't either of them. And no, he, he threw really well. We, I don't think we had any really big hits. I mean, we lost one zero on a trip on a, Floating triple that I just didn't really get to hit off the fence. And I think we had walked a guy prior to that. But so, yeah, but then we were looking at ourselves. We're 1-1-1. One, one, and one, and now we start panicking a little bit. Anytime you have to go look at the bracket and be like, okay, are we making it? I mean, yeah. So that sure. that made for a little bit exciting of it, a little bit too exciting of a tournament. Michael, this format actually created a lot of drama in that, even in that last round of games, whether people were teams were going to get in or not. Did you, did you feel that ten, tension in the air during that, those last round of games? I mean, I could see it with other teams, but I mean, we were two and one going into our last game and I felt pretty comfortable. I felt pretty relaxed about it. Uh-huh. I didn't go into that game against Ken touches expecting to win. We ended up winning like six zero or something like that. And I was surprised. Like they just walked us and walked us and walked us. Yeah. And we, it was rigs that hit a double. And that scored everyone. But the drama was a little bit high on TC35's side. And you had Whiskey Ducks who were already sitting there pretty much as a one or two seed going into that game. And I know that the Whiskey Ducks were uh, hot at that point. How did you guys feel needing that win there, Luke? Well, we knew we were going to be facing Joseph. Um, it just was what I was thinking about as well. Is he going to? try and get to the 4-0 mark or is he going to try and save some bullets for bracket play well I think you got um, him early I think you jumped on him in the first inning if I'm not mistaken that sounds about right I knew I, I threw the first two innings and we had a good enough hold on it that Jordan came in and closed it out yeah um yeah. so yeah we managed to get out of there 2-1-1 one and, one and take a little bit of a breather knowing we at least made bracket and gave ourselves a chance I want to talk about a couple of, of teams that were playing in a pool play. The the first thing I want to go talk about, both of you guys know this, and I, I want to get your take on him. About three or four years, one of the best pitchers, I think, in our circuit is now 12. And I'm talking Stone. about I'm talking about oh. Stone. I really would like for both of y'all to talk a little bit. Give him, you know, give me some insight on you guys, how you're viewing him, knowing that he's 12, knowing what what type of ability he has pitching at this point and where you see him going forward. Luke, I'll start with you. Fast pitch, I think I've faced him 
that previous fastball tournament this year, faced him once or twice. I think he struck me out and struck me out swinging. He's got some good stuff. He's got good velo. He looks like he's going to be a big kid. He's clearly obsessed with the game, so he's got everything going for him. But no, he's got a couple pitches that I'm like, I can't make that ball move that direction that much with a scuff ball. He he really does surprise me when I glance over and see some of the pitches he throws with yeah. a scuff ball. And you didn't face him, but Michael, you guys, I think, faced him in this tournament. Am I right? Oh, yeah. He he struck our like main guy out, the really tall guy, Luke. He struck him out twice looking on two pitches, like t- through two ABs. And he threw what I thought of him when I faced him. I thought it was like a Mark Austria or like Cade's type of pitch, like the yeah. little drop ball that he throws. Right. They you didn't blow them out, right? And and you won four to one. Four runs is respectable. They didn't have you know he held you guys down, and I I saw him throwing the, his team that he was playing on, which sort of a mishmash of a couple of players. They beat the runs, albeit short-handed runs. It was still Chris Dimsky and and Peter, two of their mainstays on their team, and so I really think that that was that was a huge win for 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 those guys. But uh, I really do think that that Stone is is an up and coming pitcher going to be uh, going to be someone to watch out for for the next few years. So we make it through pool play and and coming out, uh, the Whiskey Ducks came out as the number one seed at three and one. And we also had two more three and one teams uh, and, and we had to go to uh, some tiebreakers right there, but the whiskey ducks was the clear number one team and the McDingers got the number two seed. And the other three and one team was the water swings, the one and two seeds actually get a buy. So the fourth seed to make it in was TC 35 is the four seed five seed punishment and six seed can't touch this uh, at two and two. Michael, tell me how important that that buy was for you guys. That was the best thing to happen for us in that tournament to not have like because our ace, he was already like his arm. He said his arm was sore. So to not play that first bracket game was huge. It just saved our like just saved arms tremendously. That was the big part about it. Now we make it to the playoffs. The first round punishment playing TC 35 and water swings and can't touch this now. Michael, you watched probably the water swings and can't touch this game a lot more closely than you did the punishment TC 35 game. Is that correct? Uh, We were actually we were set up to watch like the punishment and T and TC 35 game because that's kind of where we were set up for our tip. But I did go and check out like two innings of can't touch this and uh, water swings. I saw the water swings had that the big guy, the flamethrower. I don't know how hard he was throwing. Mark Austria has really been off from wiffle ball a year. He, this is really his sec, second attempt in playing this summer since last year. I think he started to catch his stride game against water swings. Can't touch this wins a very close game two to one. Their next round matchup is against the McDingers. We'll talk about that here in a second. But also in the first round, TC35, Luke, you had to beat punishment can you tell us a little bit about that game and the outcome? Uh, we knew we were playing. We knew we were going to face Ben, who was fresh, so we knew that was going to be tough. And then we knew we were going to Connor. Connor got one warm up inning the game prior to kind of get figure out what was working, but we felt as confident as we could. Yeah, we went down. I think it might have been the first inning or second inning. We went down one zero immediately. I think Jackson hit a triple, um, but going down one zero early it was definitely like, oh boy. 
we definitely had a couple innings of like crap. Yeah. But then Connor took care of that himself with that three run shot and maybe the third. I knew that. I knew how I just started laughing because I knew how good that felt for him being a pitcher. You give up a run and then you're able to go take care of business on the other side is always a good feeling. So it sets up a semifinal after that with TC 35 playing the one seed Whiskey Ducks uh, and then Can't Touch Us and McDingers. We'll talk about the more anticlimactic game first where TC 35 beat up on the Whiskey Ducks. It was clearly taking nothing against what you guys putting up 10 runs, but the Whiskey Ducks in over 100-degree heat with two players, it really looked like they finally ran out of gas. Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. I mean, Joseph, I mean, he was chugging water, chugging pickle juice, but I don't think it's too hot. There was no no recovering after throwing at least the majority of four, four pool play games prior. Kudos to him because both of you guys know Joseph did throw well all day. Even Jason had to throw a couple, a, a few innings, but Joseph really did play well. These guys earned the number one seed to in this tournament. Whiskey Ducks played outstanding, and I will tell you that's a very good team. They came out of this fast pitch tournament after full play as the number one seed to tell you how good that they really are. Uh, and so, Kudos to them for finishing uh, third in this tournament, uh, but they just came out short in the semifinals. Now, on the other side, we had some drama going on. The other semifinal, it was can't touch this playing McDingers, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting over there by the TC35 Whiskey Duck game. It gets over, and I'm looking over, and I walk over and ask, what inning are you in? What's the score? And they tell me it's the seventh inning, zero to zero. And I can tell you that is a very rare thing to see extra innings at zero, zero. And that's where you guys were at that point. Michael, can you tell me about the game through seven? That was just, it was a pitching like duel. It was like, I think maybe two balls put in play. I think I know our, one of the kids on our team hit a single off Mark because he slowed down for a pitch. And then someone uh, on Can't Touch just hit a double. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. There was maybe like two ground balls. Mark, we had never seen Mark before. He had hit this. Uh, he struck us out looking so many times. Luke, he was throwing the best he can. He'd thrown before against them in the game before and game four pool play. He did his job. And then uh, up until the eighth inning with bases loaded, it was. And so after seven, y'all walk up to me. It's through seven. What do we do? And our rules state that once we hit the eighth inning and beyond, we start off with bases loaded. And listen, I know we can have an argument and a discussion about the rule. We're, we're really there. There is a reason there's in this type of heat, what we were enduring on Saturday afternoon, it was just not safe to, to continue for sure. Really going no, you know, toe to toe with with that and so it is the rule we start off with no outs and bases loaded i actually think you guys took the field y'all were home team you guys got out of that first half of the inning correct yeah we luke struck out uh one person looking and then on strike swinging and then uh the next person grounded out on the first pitch boy how's how nerve-wracking was that michael i I was so nerve-wracking like because i I have watched that game whenever they won like the state championship two years ago where Mark's older brother hit the home run and like Luke throws this exact same pitch that Drew throws. So every time he came up to bat, it was a little nerve wracking. 
get out of that inning, I had a good feeling going into the, the bottom of the eighth. So we go to the bottom of the eighth now, and it bases loaded, no outs. And I know what the result was. Did Mark walk the first batter? Yeah, he walked me right away. Oh, man. And, and I know you don't like winning like that, Michael. I, I know you don't. You're a baseball guy, and 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 you feel bad for, for Mark because it was such an incredibly pitched game. I know you guys were super excited to be able to move on to the championship game. When we got when, – when he walked me, uh, that was the most hyped we've ever been in a wiffle ball game. In a text, you mentioned to me about your energy was strong all day. And I'm going to take that story into this championship matchup now that you guys are playing TC35, the McDingers and TC35. Now, the backstory to all of this between the McDingers and TC35 that TC35 was you years ago, 15 18 years ago, that was you guys were them. They were the up-and-coming teenage team that was starting to beat everybody, and they see themselves in your team so much, and they've talked about it even on Saturday. So here we are. You're playing – I'm not even going to say arguably. You're playing in the championship game the most storied team in Texas history. How does that make you feel going into this game, Michael – in this just leading up into the game, fixing to face them? Leading up the game, like, people people have talked to me about it, like, telling, coming up to me and telling me, like, are y'all, like, the, the young TC35 and stuff like that? So going to that game, like, playing in the Texas, like, the fast pitch state championship, mm-hmm. it was just kind of surreal, honestly, like, playing against these guys. I've seen them at UWIF and then playing against them in this fast pitch tourney in, the like, the last game. And I will we'll go into the game, and you talk about your energy. And, Michael, I know that you started the game pitching. I know y'all weren't full strength with arms going into that game after a, a big, long day, hot day, taxing out your pitching. You didn't have all your pitchers healthy to even start the game. Y'all came in with a lot of energy. That first inning, though, zapped a lot of energy out of you, did it not? Yeah, it did. I, I was walking a lot of people, and then we put in a pitcher that hasn't pitched because he had an arm injury. He hasn't pitched in, like, a year. Mm-hmm. I think it was since the last fast pitch tournament in mm-hmm. the state championship, like, last year. He hasn't pitched since then. So I let him take it, the the ball. I mean, he did good. I was I was surprised on how good he did because he hasn't pitched in a long time, and that was his first, like, appearance back. Luke, how important was it for you to get on top of the McDingers early and sort of squelch some of that energy? Well, after that punishment game going down early, I mean, that's never a good feeling. So that's always, that's always the goal is score as quickly as possible. That worked out for us here. Gave the ball to Connor and said, just go throw it as hard as you can. Because they, I don't think any of them have ever seen anything above 95. And then plus, I don't think they've seen clean ball. Or anything well, like that. Here's the thing, and it, Michael, it, the team of the McDingers, I think not all, most of the players are going to be freshmen in high school. And they have never seen over 90 in baseball, much less wiffle ball from 45 feet. What I noticed when Connor was pitching, and Michael, I'll give you a chance to talk here about Connor in a second. What I noticed during the tournament when Connor's pitching, He's throwing so hard. And I did clock him at 100 miles an hour. 
And so that did happen, but he's throwing so hard that he's getting batters to swing at balls that are not even in the zone because he they're having to swing early in the caught looking rule, right? In this format in Texas, the, the batter's having to decide really fast whether they're going to swing or not. I saw swings at balls that were in the dirt, missed the backstop, because at the time he's releasing it, they don't know really where it's going. <laughs> Michael, tell me about the challenge that you faced against Connor Jasso. Oh, that our leadoff hitter, like that was the second game hitting leadoff. And when I saw that first pitch go in, I was like, there's no way he's throwing this hard right now. And we asked him, like, what does he throw? He goes, too hard. Like, <laughs> we've never faced that fast of pitching before. And we've only faced a clean ball, like one clean ball pitch. And that was Ben, like last tournament. So that was completely new, let alone like him throwing as hard as he is. Well, it was it was tough. I mean, you know that even if your pitching was spot on, Getting a run off of Connor that game was was monumental, if not almost impossible. I know you don't, you guys, you know, lost, but you're not, you guys had a great tournament and your turn will come. Luke knows it. You know, you, you were battling each tournament, trying to get that first tournament win under your belt. It's going to happen, Michael. Everybody out there knows it. Luke, can you tell me a little bit about your impression of this McDinger squad? Yeah, it's one of those things that I've heard a lot of guys say. You just got to keep showing up. You just got to keep playing. It's a sport that seems pretty simple, but it, there's a lot of depth to it. So every time you show up, you learn something new. There's a lot of little things. So yeah, keep showing up, keep practicing, stay healthy, and you will you will have your day. I'll go, Michael, What? how about your impression of TC35? Tell me about, you know, I know you've seen this team a, a, a quite a bit. You know all these guys pretty well. What's your general impression of this team? Well, we know that we've seen, like, them play at U. If we saw them, how they did so good, and they got, like, fifth. I think it was, like, tied, something like that that they po UF posted. We've seen Luke hit off of some of the best pitchers. I've seen Chase throw. Obviously, Chase was hurt. He, he couldn't play that game. But we always look at TC35 like this is the best we're going to play today. I really hope that in 15 years, just like TC35 is at this age, I really hope in 15 years you and some of your buddies are still playing wiffle ball. That's what I could hope to wish for. Because, you know, these guys are upper 20s and most of them in, the, you know, lower 30s. I will tell you that they've played a lot of wiffle ball and they're still playing. And they're playing now at, at, at some of the highest level in the country. I really hope I see the, the McDinger squad and Michael Heflin playing years and years to come. I know you got a baseball career in front of you and you may have to put several tournaments on hold every year but I'm really hoping to see you guys for a, a, a long, long time. Real quick, just to, uh, Luke, can you give me an overall impression of, we, we talked about Connor coming in from Kansas. He's playing with you at UF. Tell me about your impression of him in this tournament and what he felt like his experience was like. Well, I think um, this was what, I think this was his third tournament ever. Um, he did that MLW in December in WLA. Well, I guess his third term outside is Kansas. I'm not too updated on his 
um, exact Kansas league, but um, I think he had a great time. I think he's a great fit with us. He learns quick. He makes a lot of adjustments. I think he has endless potential. Um, I think he's got a lot to learn. I think um, this is is those little things you go back to. I think as he starts to learn those little things, I think he's just going to get scarier and scarier as a two-way player. Um, And hopefully we can keep him around for a while. That's pretty awesome. It was, I've heard a lot about him. It was great to see him in person. Uh, you know, he does throw incredibly hard. And you're right. If, if it's only his third really competitive tournament that he's ever played in, and he is going to learn something every time. Sometimes he's going to be humbled. You know, you go up to UF, a lot of those guys have seen hard throwers before. You don't have a whole lot of margin for error to make a mistake. I'm excited to see him square off against those guys at the highest level uh, at United Wiffle Ball this October. I want to thank both you guys for coming in and visiting with me about this tournament. Again, what a great tournament it was. TC35 came out victorious. I have to mention two more things. Number one, our MVP was Luke Richter. Luke, I know you won. It was Connor. But as I polled your team and I polled everybody else, I said, no, it's Luke. I always typically do that going into it. So congratulations on a fantastic tournament. And I want to thank you again because the company that you work for, Good Pickle Juice, sponsored this tournament. I want to thank you guys for sponsoring that. And real quick, I'll let you give a real big plug. Can you uh, tell everybody about Good Pickle Juice real quick and where they could get it? So goodpicklejuice.com, it is it is like it sounds. It is just straight pickle juice. It is straight from the process of brining. It's the straight brine from process of brining cucumbers or pickling cucumbers, I should say. Um, there's no, no additives or anything like that. And it is a, I personally drink it for wiffle ball specifically just to stay hydrated is electrolyte packed and, um, yeah, go picklejuice.com. We currently have a buy one, get one sale going right now. Use code BOGO. Sounds really good. And thank you again so much for that, but I'm going to wrap it up right here. This is Tim Dean with Holy Commute for August 1st. And I am out. <laughs>